Welcome to The Unstoppable Singer. I'm your host, Danielle Tucker, a professional vocalist, vocal coach, and a lead singer of the Mighty Untouchables Band. I'm also the producer and host of the Pandemic Proof Singer Summit and The Unstoppable Singer. The Unstoppable Singer follows the lives of real professional singers who've made incredible achievements in their lives and careers. We cover everything from voice work, making money, booking gigs, songwriting, recording, session work, and more. If you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast. Now on with the show. The Unstoppable Singer is a live interview style show where I follow the lives of real life professional singers. And these singers have made some incredible achievements in their careers and lives. And we cover everything from voice work, making money, booking gigs, songwriting, recording, session work, and a lot more. But we mostly focus on going from surviving to thriving in in safeguarding our careers. So if this sounds like it's something for you, then stick around because I am about to introduce my guest tonight. That is L.A. resident David Simmons Jr. He is a a soulful vocalist who offers his story willingly with his lyrics and through his voice. Showcasing his first release with Love's Curse, you can hear his gospel roots mixed with jazz, pop, and R&B. He's had the opportunity to sing and travel with well-known bands like Postmodern Jukebox, Scary Pockets, and more, allowing a broader audience to hear his voice as well. David wears his heart on his sleeve, and you'll hear that in his music. So without further ado, let me bring him on. Hi, David. Hi. How are you? I'm doing so good. How are you? I'm great. It's so good to see you again. You too. uh, I'll quickly brag on you personally for just a moment, but um, (laughs) you and I have just recently met in person for the first time this year when... Uh, you started doing some gigs with the Mighty Untouchables with us. Yeah, yeah. And that uh, it's been, it's been such a, a great experience yeah. having you on board for that. You, you're just phenomenal, and on stage and off, we just oh, enjoy having thanks. you so much. Thanks so much. I've had a blast being a part of it, and so happy that I, I can, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that we kind of pulled you into um, an area of performance that is different from your, you know, what you normally do, uh, at, at least, you know, the format of um, live performance and recording and everything. How does that feel to kind of jump into um, an arena like that that's so different from what your normal gigs are like? Yeah. You know, I recently was having a conversation with someone and we both came up with this mantra of being scared in a productive way. <laughs> so Ooh, okay. I feel like, yeah, so I feel like I I welcome new and different forms of anything, especially music, because I know that it'll challenge me and like form something new in me that will that I'll be able to carry on down the line. So if it feels scary, I should probably do it because that fear will will produce something good. Oh my God, I love that so much. Yeah. That's great. Um, that makes me think of an Instagram post that I saw of yours. It maybe was today or yesterday, but um, you were posting about, you know, Spotify results and everything like that. And you were saying you were proud of yourself for um, several different reasons. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been a a really big fear (laughs) to kind of release my own music. Mm -hmm. So uh, this year I kind of challenged myself to do that. And, um, I mean, and it was like from 
mixing and mastering and all that. I just wanted to kind of get my hands on it to figure it out. Mm. And it's by no means perfect. I don't have it like down to a science at all, but I just really wanted to like put myself in that position to kind of figure it out and to challenge myself. And so I was able to like release three different songs this year, which was huge for me. And I just always want to celebrate the things that I am doing and not the things that I'm not, because there's plenty of things that I am not doing and should be doing or could be doing, but the things that I am doing, I just want to make sure that I keep that at the forefront of everything that I want to accomplish so that I can celebrate the things now to get ready for the things yeah. out there in the future. That's great. I was super inspired by that post, by the way, because it is oh. it's such a good reminder. You know, when you're when you're in a creative space, there's so much that you want to do. So many things. A lot of times yes. we kind of have that we've got FOMO going on and, and, and that you see what everybody else is doing out there creatively and you feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm not. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing um, that. But I love the fact that you stepped back and took, uh, you know, a you took a wider view of just your year at in whole and really acknowledged what you did put forth. And I think that's something a lot of us don't do enough of. Yeah. I mean, it's just important, right? And yeah. it just is a, a good level of growth and it just makes, it reminds you that you're, you're doing something. You're not doing nothing. You're doing something. <laughs> yeah. While I'm thinking of it, I'm going to pop your, website link and your social media links into the comments here. So everybody knows where to go and check out these three songs that you put out this year. Can you tell me what they are and a little bit about them? Yeah. So uh, one song that I came out with is called uh, Deep Thoughts. And it's just kind of this conversation that I have with myself all the time because I'm a very deep thinker. And I think a lot of the artists are. Um, but, um, yeah, it was just kind of an opportunity for me to kind of get out in song, just how I go about my day, which is just continual thoughts of like, and sometimes they're not good thoughts. Sometimes they're good thoughts. So just kind of that whole conversation that I had in my head. And, uh, it's just kind of a song about that. And hopefully people that like think deeply and feel deeply kind of relate to that. Um, so that was one of them. Another one is I've been on this kind of journey on social media um, where I do these one minute covers of familiar songs and try to make them sound a little bit more like R&B-ish or songs that you wouldn't necessarily think are an R&B song. You, I try to like reform it that way. And so one of the songs that I did was uh, Take On Me by AHA. Mm -hmm. And that was like the first time that I felt like people like were like, we need to hear this. We want to hear a full version of this. Uh -huh. So I constructed like a full version of Take On Me and was able to release that. And um, another song I did was I collaborated with a friend of mine. Um, her name is Lakin. She's phenomenal. And um, we just had a conversation um, over 2020 and what that meant for us. And we we're like just talking over Zoom and we were like, we should make this conversation a song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we just wrote this song called Flowers in the Storm. And it just mm -hmm. kind of talks about how we felt, how we felt just throughout 2020 and what that kind of transpired in our hearts and minds and how we want to move forward 
because of the new things that we know and feel based mm -hmm. on what happened during that time. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's great. Um, and now I know that <clears throat> just based on some conversations that you and I have had, uh, you know, you had the same experience that we all did in, in the live performance space where things kind of came oh, to yeah. a screeching halt. And you did something really unique with your time. You literally left the country, yes. <laughs> packed up and moved. Um, do you mind sharing a little bit about that story? Yeah. So um, 20, yeah, 2020 hit. And yeah, I just kind of, I don't know, I felt like for the first time, I just wanted to like not be, I just felt like I couldn't sit still. And mm -hmm. like you said, everything was shutting down. All of the jobs that I had at the time were shutting down. So I think we all kind of went through a period of like, oh, we let's all make bread and let's all like <laughs> yeah. have push-up contests and do all these fun things. And then we were like, oh, this is going to be a minute. Yeah. So I just decided to move to Mexico. I had never been to Mexico. I just kind of went down a YouTube rabbit hole and found some really positive videos. And I thought, hey, why not now? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I just kind of went and uh, set up shop there. And it was an amazing experience just because I had never done anything like that before. And mm -hmm. um, I got to kind of just settle in another country and I learned new things about Mexico that I didn't know. And yeah, Mexico is just a beautiful, beautiful place with beautiful people. And I'm so grateful for the time that I had there. Yeah. And you stayed for a while. Yeah, I stayed for two years. I just got back to LA in September. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds like yeah. a very adventurous, romantic way to have spent that time. I wish yeah, I had done yeah. something as adventurous and romantic, but uh, I was here doing things like this. Which <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to um, step back just a minute. We, you just kind of touched on your uh, the videos that you've been producing, and um, this is something I have so enjoyed every time I see one of these uh, come out from you. So you're taking cover songs, you're doing a shortened, like one minute version of um, something that's, you know, I guess it's like multiple genres that you've pulled from and then you put your own spin on them. Um, I think a lot, you know, a lot of them have been like neo, neo soul versions of things. Um, they're so, so beautiful. And you um, just do an incredible job with them. I'm just, I'm curious to know where did that idea come from? You know, it started while I was in Mexico and the music, there's not really a music scene, especially in the city that we decided to, me and my partner decided to stay in. Mm -hmm. There just wasn't a place for me to kind of like go do live music. So I was trying to look for a kind of a creative way and TikTok was like starting to become a, a bigger thing. And um, yeah, I just was kind of looking for a creative way to just stay musically, like mm -hmm. musically involved so i saw other people kind of doing like have you do have you heard of this song what if it sounded like this and mm -hmm. i was like i think i can do do that and i think rb is like who i am <laughs> as a singer and so i was like i'll just try to create these rb songs out of songs that everyone knows and that way people can you know, reminisce about the moments that they heard this song, but then also hear this new take. And it just kind of like 
caught on like wildfire, which is not, I mean, I just really was doing it just to kind of stay creative and mm -hmm. spend some time like just creating music things. And now it's just kind of like a, like a thing that I do now, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of weird. And I think videos have like short, short form videos have become kind of a, like a thing now. And mm -hmm. so I was just kind of like, well, I guess I can try to tap into that because I don't know how to TikTok dance. <laughs> I'm not very good <laughs> at that. So I can sing. So why don't I just yeah. spend my time creating videos where I do that? Yeah. Well, you're doing a great job. I hope you keep them coming. Do you, oh, I'm sure you now, you now you probably just put them out um, just for the fun of it. And now people are like, okay, where's the next video? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's really interesting because you just, I've learned like people hold on to music. Like I've get, I've gotten good comments, bad comments, just because people like revere these songs so much to like an experience in their past that they're like, mm -hmm. no, don't do it that way because the way they did it, I was going through this in my life and it got me through this. So it just has sparked this level of conversation that I didn't even really expect, but yeah, it's so cool that that, that is happening. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm just glad that people enjoy it and people talk about it. It's been really, yeah. really fun. They're great. I definitely, I, I encourage everybody watching tonight or listening to um, go on TikTok and follow you on TikTok and check out those videos because they really, they really are great. Um, I definitely can relate to what you're just saying because the Mighty Untouchables have put out um, full length videos of some cover songs with a unique spin on them. And um, I mean, 99% of the comments are, are good and positive and encouraging, yeah. but the 1% just cracks me up because people are so defensive and protective about their cover yes. songs like yes we did a, a shaka khan song and and one of the longest diatribes that we've seen in the comments was about how dare we do this song without harmonica i mean <laughs> they were pretty serious about it <laughs> yeah and it's always like you guys sound great the like what you're doing is great but it's always like one little weird thing that you're like oh i didn't know that that would create yeah <laughs> this emotion in you because I didn't do a har harmonica like it's exactly. really it's really interesting <laughs> it's a crack up I know one of the yeah. other things that a couple of people actually commented on was how one of our singers was wearing their headphones in this in the studio because it, they're their studio videos of us you know do we're actually recording the song yeah. and they were just so offended by how this one singer wore his headphones <laughs> and I just think wow yeah. Talk about talk about that. fear. Like you just kind of open yourself up to like opinions. Yeah. <laughs> you ne you never know like what you're gonna get. Yeah. Well, it sure is a, a good exercise in not taking things personally. That's for sure. Yes. Yes. yes <laughs> yeah. Well, let's step back in time and go. Let's take us all the way back, David. Um, to when your musical journey began. Do, are you coming from a musical family or how did you get your start? Yeah, well, um, I mean, I feel like I've been singing all my life. Um, I have an older sister that sings and my dad sings, but I grew up in church. So we did a lot of singing in church um, and they never really pursued anything professionally or even recreationally outside of mm -hmm. church. So I, 
I felt like I was the only one in my family that kind of like went down the music route. Like I was in band in school. I played the cello in school. Like it just really interested me because I was kind of a shy and quiet kid growing up. And mm-hmm. music was like the one thing that I felt like brought me out of my shell the most. So, yeah. So I just got involved in anything musically I could. Um, I was in like the youth orchestra. Um, I was born in Omaha, Nebraska. So I was in, wow. the, involved in yeah, the middle of the country. Um, but yeah, I got involved in the youth orchestra there. Um, any choir I could, I could find, I was involved in that. I did choir all throughout school, elementary, junior high, high school. Um, and like I said, I did, I feel like the majority of my singing growing up was at church. And I mm-hmm. felt like that's where I, I gained confidence in being like on stage and singing in front of people uh, was at church. Um, And yeah, I feel like honestly, fear really was like a, it really kept me like, kept me captive Mm. and not really pursuing it the way I wanted to. And I feel like I didn't really get to that place until maybe 2018. Um, wow, well really? Into, yeah, well into my 30s. I, I just was so, coming from the Midwest, I was just super scared and thinking about a place like LA or or any place where music is kind of happening, I was just was like, there's no room for me. I could mm. never, I could never see myself doing that at all. Wow. And um, randomly, I posted a, a Instagram video of me doing a cover of I Want It That Way by um, the Backstreet Boys. Uh And a friend of mine tagged uh, the singer Shoshana Bean in it because I guess Mm -hmm. she had done a cover of it with the group Postmodern Jukebox. And so she just commented and said, have you heard and tagged her her version? And I was like, of course I have. She's amazing. She's like a singer, singer. She's great. And so she saw the tag and DM'd me. And when she said, I want to sing with you right now. And I was like, uh, <laughs> number one, hi, Shoshana Bean. Wow. Two, like, I was just like, how can that happen? Like, you're in LA, I'm here. That's so kind of you, but that couldn't, that's like a pipe dream. And she randomly had a cousin. I was living in Kansas City at the time. And she randomly had a cousin that lived in Kansas City. And she said, I'm coming to Kansas City. I want you to come to her birthday party with me and we're going to sing at her birthday party. And I was like, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I love okay. that. yeah, so it was like, like just what, how, when, where, how? And so I did that and she sat me down and just asked me like, okay, so like, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? And I was just like, oh, at that time I was just working a nine to five and I was in a local band with some people from my church. So I was like, I'm just kind of doing that. And it's fun for now, but um, I honestly don't see it like a, like a professional future in music. And she was like, why? <laughs> and she's like, you're very good. If you came to a place like LA, you would do very well. And I was just like, you're lying to me. That is very kind of you to say, but there's no way, there's no room. There's so many talented people in LA. There's no way that my Midwestern little self (laughs) could make a dent there. 
And she was like, yes, you can. Yes, you wow. can. And so that sat with me for like two weeks. And I ended up just dropping everything and moved to LA. Yes. And immediately started working at the moment that I got here. And I just, I just think about if I hadn't taken that chance, mm -hmm. I, I would just still be in Kansas City, probably doing fine and doing great things there. But I just never would have gotten to really see this part of my life like re realized. So, so that's yeah. kind of like how I got here Man. now. <laughs> that's <laughs> such a great story. And I, these are absolutely my favorite kind of stories where just one tiny little seed is planted somewhere, a tag, yeah. a tag in a social media post. And it all starts with you taking a very small action of just posting a video that you, you know, that you put together. And we don't often think too much of it. We're not, we're not taking a thousand view look back at thinking like, okay, well, if I post this little cover video, then, um, you know, maybe this will be my ticket to LA and, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'll, <laughs> you weren't thinking that at all. You were just simply no. kind of doing your thing, putting yourself out there. And then one thing leads to the next, to the next, to the next. And it mm -hmm. really is about just taking small actions, even sometimes, sometimes you got to make, you know, big boss, bold moves, of course, but, yeah. um, but sometimes the small actions are, are big enough, but I am so inspired by that story. And I'm so proud of you for oh. leaving, going and just uh, doing the thing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It was probably the biggest, scariest decision I've ever made in my life, but it ended up being one of those, like it was worth it. It was really, really worth it. Yeah. So did you moving out to LA, did you know anybody there or did you just kind of take her word for it? And, and did you stay in contact with her specifically when you came out? Yeah. Um, weirdly, my mom lives here oh, <laughs> and okay. she had been here for like 20 years. And mm -hmm. I don't know, I just was like, why is she out there? Cause she, I mean, she is not musically anything and in industry, anything. She's, she just, you know, like an everyday person. And I was like, why would you choose to live? She's a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just was like, why would she choose LA? It just seems so big and so crazy. Mm -hmm. But she loved it out here. And I even came to visit her out here. And I was just like, this is not for me. I could never see myself here. Yeah. And um, also a friend of mine that I went to church with in Kansas City ended up moving here. And he just kind of all flippantly just said, hey, if you ever find yourself here, let me know. You can stay with me. And I mean, I never thought anything of that because I was just, you know, like I'll never find myself in Los Angeles. So but thanks for the invite. But I ended up calling him up and said, hey, I actually am thinking of moving here. And he was like, great. I have a room for you and you can stay with me until you get yourself on your feet. So, I mean, I felt like I got just immensely blessed in that way. And he didn't make me pay any rent or anything. And my mom was here. So I kind of had that connection with just people that I already knew. Mm -hmm. And with Shoshana, I definitely stayed connected with her. Um, but I just wanted to pick her brain and say, like, how are, did you do this? <laughs> Please yeah. tell me. And her best advice for me was just to be myself. 
She said, just be you, just yes. be you. And yeah. that sounds so cliche, like very, very cliche, but it was so, so much what I needed to hear at the time because I felt like already that I wasn't enough. And for someone of her caliber to say, you're enough, you're enough, you're good. I just was like, yeah. okay. And I don't know how to be anybody else but myself. So right. here I go. So yeah, and ended up, she weirdly was kind of having a, a new album release at that time. And she needed background singers for that. And I moved in January. She had a live show happening in February for that, for that album. And so she asked me to be a part of it. And that was the first time that I felt like my mind was just like, <laughs> because I just, was like, I'm no one, I'm the, I'm a guy you know on Instagram, like why would you ask me to be a part of your thing? And I think it was just a validating part of me, just me me as me was enough. Yeah. So yeah. I felt like she kind of like too purposely was inviting me without saying it, just saying like, hey, look, this is what you get to be a part of. You can be a part mm -hmm. of this because you're, you're good enough. You're good enough for this. And so, yeah. I just took that and held on to it and just decided to just show up randomly to people's shows that I really admired. Um, mm -hmm. I would walk up to them and just shake their hand and say, hey, I am a musician and I just really, I really find value in what you do. I didn't try to like, you know, weirdly say like, hey, listen to my song or follow me on Instagram. Like, I just- You really didn't hand them, them your demo tape or anything? <laughs> nope, I did not. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't even make any because that would have been embarrassing. But yeah, I just wanted to make sure that they kind of knew that I was another musician, but I also valued what they were doing because that was something that I wanted to do. So in that, I felt like I just got started to get connected with, with I don't know, people that were just like me. And mm -hmm. I started to find people that were just like me, just trying to figure out who they can be in the world of music and wow i feel like i just met some really just real people really authentic mm -hmm. real people and yeah i felt like that has been kind of a huge stake in the ground for me here is because i've been able to find just really good good solid people yeah yeah definitely i'm i'm so moved by the connection that you made with her and the influence that she had on you because i'm sure at the time you know she's just trying to be encouraging and she obviously yeah. saw something in you that you know was was very um you know real for her uh but the fact in you know, she probably didn't realize though, just how much that meant to you and how, mm. you know, what it sparked inside of you. So I, I think it's a good, um, testament to how much, you know, we got to speak into people, you know, when, mm -hmm. as, as artists, there's so much competition and there's so much just, I don't know, one upping and, and everything mm -hmm. and that scarcity mentality. But, you know, if we really show up for our community and the other artists out there, speak into their careers, encourage them, tell them the truth. You're not, they're not just, you know, you're not just blowing smoke, you know, at people are trying to butter everybody up, but, but yeah. really genuinely offering that, um, you know, encouragement and that input when, when you do really see something special that you like, um, because that obviously, you know, opened, um, huge doors, huge spaces in your heart too. Yes. And I really love 
how you expressed to her that, you know, you didn't think you were enough, just you coming from, you know, the Midwest, that there just wasn't room for you and her telling you just to be yourself. It's such golden advice because had you had it in your mind that you had to follow a certain mold, I guess, to come yeah. to LA, you had to be a certain type of person. You had to be a certain type of artist to fit in. There wouldn't have been room for you because there yes. are too many, there are too many of those out there, but you coming and showing up, being yourself, doing your own thing was the key to there being plenty of space for you. In fact, the community needing you, wanting you. Yeah. And I feel like I've continued to feel that all the time. And it's, mm -hmm. it's like I said, it's just so validating to know yeah. that you're enough just as you are, you're enough. You don't, like you said, you don't have to be what you see on TikTok or what you see everywhere else. Just, yeah. you just get to be you and people will gravitate towards that. Yeah. So true. So since then, you've had some pretty incredible opportunities come your way. Oh you've uh, sung and toured with Postmodern Jukebox, right? Yes. Um, and you've worked with Scary Pockets. And I mean, you have done some like major recording session work, uh, background wow. vocals. How did some of those kind of breakthrough opportunities happen for you? Uh, you know, it's all, I feel like I learned here that it's all relationship based. Like mm -hmm. I felt, I don't feel like I like did anything out of the ordinary. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I feel like I just really tried to connect with people and just share my story and hear their story. And in that, I didn't even know that I would be talking to somebody that knows Janet Jackson's background singer or whoever, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I just, you just are talking and that's kind of just what transpires out of that relationship is, hey, I know that you're a really great singer, but you're also a great person. And I would love to refer you for this yeah. job. And I felt like everything that I've done has been that. I haven't, thankfully, I haven't really had to audition a lot because of the reference that I get from people. And yeah. people, I feel like that is, Number one, just I have to step back and always think like, wow, like I'm glad that when people leave a room, they feel good and they feel like they connected with someone else who's, you know, just like a good down to earth person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like from just from that alone, people are like, because you're a good person first, I want to, you know, refer you for this job. And that's how I've gotten all of the work that I've gotten. Yeah. Funny how that works, huh? People want to yeah. work with people they like. I mean, yeah. that's, that's yeah. what it comes down to every yeah. day, all the time. And I can definitely vouch for you. You are a joy to work with. And everybody wow. um, in the group just uh, has, you know, loved being in your space. And, you know, we've been so happy to share the stage with you and off stage. And those are the things when you make those connections and leave that impression on people and, you know, the way you wait, the way you make people feel when you're around, those are, you know, why you get called back. And then, mm -hmm. you know, when something comes up and, and your name or face or voice 
kind of jumps on the radar. They think of you and they refer you. And, and that's, um, that's just, it's beautiful how, you know, you've laid out your career just based on being you and, and, uh, where it's so gosh, this, so this was just 2018. That was just a minute ago. Do you feel like now four years down the road, do you feel like you have a better sense that you are enough that your, your confidence has grown your, your belief in yourself and. Yeah. I mean, I think I, like any person, I still battle with that every day of just feeling like, you know, I'm just, I'm not that good. I'm getting older. So I'm just like, I'm not cool enough. I'm not brandy (laughs) enough. I can't like, you know, you just can find a, a laundry list of things that you're not. And I still battle with that daily, but I do feel like because of, like I said, the productive fear that I try to channel all the time, I felt like my confidence has, has grown. And, um, I, yeah, I just, I'm always trying to find ways to be scared, <laughs> um, so that I can grow and, and still a little bit more confidence in myself. And I feel like, like we were talking about me just putting out my own music. Mm-hmm. was just like a huge hurdle for me because I just didn't think that my voice was important or that anybody wanted to hear it. And mm-hmm. so that's just like, a, you know, you just continue to have these touch tone moments of like, okay, here's how I'm going to grow this year. And yeah, I did some cool stuff, but how can I like still continue to grow as a mm-hmm. person, as an artist? And you just kind of have to go into those spiritual places. And that's, I guess, what I'm trying to continually do. Yeah, that is great advice just to keep identifying those um, things that kind of make you uncomfortable to think about yet there's enough behind it that's telling you, I kind of want to do this, even though (laughs) I'm super scared. That's usually that still small voice in your head that's saying, yes, do it, do it. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I'm so glad you follow that. Um, so I love, 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 love Scary Pockets. How did that opportunity come up for you? And what was that experience oh, like? Yeah. So a friend of mine, um, his name is Mario Jose. He is a, a phenomenal artist. If you haven't heard of him, he please go check him out. He's not, he's a great person and just a great artist. But we, I kind of made it a must to try to connect with him. Um just because I had heard so many great things about him, I would just try to find my place in places he he was in so I could just mm-hmm. like introduce myself. And once I, I ended up working for Postmodern Jukebox, um, I knew that he was a part of that group. So I was like, we're going to meet. It's going to happen. It has to <laughs> happen. Um, and I finally got a chance to meet him. And we just like, it was just weird, like a dream. I was like, we just hit it off. And we, he's probably one of my closest friends that I have in LA right now. And um, he had also done stuff with Scary Pockets. And so he just sent me in as a reference and they checked out some of uh, the stuff I had done with uh, Postmodern Jukebox and invited me in to one session. And um, that session, I guess I did an okay job and they asked me to come back. And so I've kind of been a part of that family um, for since like 2019, I think. Wow. Um, and I've been able to do a couple of shows with them and I've done, 
they have like a uh, an offshoot called stories where it's more like stripped down acoustic stuff. So I've been able mm -hmm. to kind of move into that and do some stuff with them there also. Um, yeah, but again, it just was a friend referred me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It really yeah, does. Yeah, that is so cool. So what would you say is kind of the vision for the next couple of years here? What kind of projects are you hoping to do? Or are you even thinking next couple of years or, or are you just thinking about next week? Yeah, no, I'm, it's new for me, but I'm trying to vision. I'm, I felt like I've, I've never been good at vision casting, but I'm trying mm -hmm. to get a little bit better at that. Um, but uh, this year, I really want to put out some EPs of the covers that I started on um, TikTok and Instagram and do yeah. full, full link versions of those uh, for people so people can listen to that. Um, and then I want to uh, try to do live music of just my own stuff um, around the states if I can. Um, so that's kind of like, yeah, within the next couple of years, I would love to be doing just my some of my own music out there. Awesome. How do you, um, with your, uh, with the singles that you're doing and also with the TikTok videos, how are you producing the music? Um, are you an instrumentalist too, or do you just kind of have your, your go-to people? Yeah. I mean, that was another scary thing that I've always kind of tinkered around on the keys. I'm not any, by any means prolific and I don't even know like what chords I'm playing, <laughs> but mm -hmm. Um, I've always just kind of had a, an ear for like what, you know, just what you like. And mm -hmm. so I just learned how to play like jazz chords are kind of like, they just are like music to my ears, like mm -hmm. literally. So um, I just learned all these jazz chords and uh, I was like, I think I can try to produce something or, you know, everyone has, if you have a Mac, you have a garage band, so you can kind of like fake it till you make it in there. And Mm -hmm. Um, I just got a little MIDI keyboard and just figured it out. And nowadays I feel like it's so easy because everything's so digital. So, um, you have splice where even if you can't play the drums, they have drum loops and things that, you know, just kind of get the perception that like, you know what you're doing. Um, mm -hmm. so I kind of was able to just kind of piece those things together and, like, like I said, you, you know what you like and what, what things sound good in your ear. And so if it sounded good to me, I just would kind of sing to it. And, um, yeah, I just, I think I just started to add songs that I knew and I was like, oh, I think I can sing this song. I know over this beat that I made. And, yeah. And that's what kind of transpired out of the TikTok Instagram videos. <laughs> David, that is so funny that you're, you're, so you're describing these tracks and kind of like, I don't know, really know what I'm doing, but I, you know, I, I know what I like when I hear it and everything. One of like my like burning questions when I'm hearing yours, I'm like, how does he get these tracks? They're really, <laughs> I mean, like, is, it, is he, is he playing them or like what's happening here? You know, does he have oh, his, like go to studio friends or something? But, um, you, you're definitely doing a great job. Oh. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of thro throwing it out there and just seeing what if, you know, like if people like it and because, you know, you just don't know until you know. So mm -hmm. it was just another one of those scary things where I was like, I would never play in public 
uh, ever, but I think I can kind of mask it enough. No, knowing you. <laughs> You see, yeah, now I mean, you're, you're identifying something you're scared of. So now you have to do it. I'm calling you out right here. That's, that's probably coming up next. Oh, man. But you know, that, I, that really means a lot to me. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I actually, I know so many musician friends who were put in that position where they were, you know, basic instrumentalists, mostly keyboards, but at one point or another, an opportunity came up or they wanted to have an opportunity and they just had to dive headfirst into playing, yeah. playing live, figuring things out on the fly, you know, just really, um, you know, just um, accelerating their their musicianship to like make <laughs> these things happen. So that happens all the time. Uh. I bet you're going to feel like I'm not ready for that. <laughs> David Simmons Jr. Solo piano one night only. Uh, and <laughs> I mean, I welcome that vision, but I feel like right now, oof, if you, if I, someone said you have to go do that right now, I just, it would be a mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I hear you. That's great. Well, that is, that is so inspiring. I just, I, I love what you're doing this um, your journey has been really, really beautiful. And I just admire your, the way you look at things and just, you know, your willingness to kind of overcome the fear and just your, your willingness to just put yourself out there, your true self. You're just out in the world being David Simmons Jr. People are loving it and they're wanting more all the time. And, um, I, I definitely see that just within the personal experience that I've had with you with the band. So it seems to me that um, you're kind of unstoppable. So tell me, uh, what is it that makes you unstoppable? Oh, what I think makes me unstoppable is, it's weird to say, but it's been kind of the theme for me is just fear, like moving into that fear in a productive way. And I think if you're real about life, life is life. And sometimes you just don't know what's going to come. Um, and it's, it's sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but you kind of just take all that experience and continue to move forward because you're here, you're present. Um, I've had to learn to just, you know, like stop and like be present when where I am. And mm -hmm. um, yeah. And also to listen to the voice of, just not only myself, but of other people validating that, hey, what you're doing is good. What mm -hmm. you have is good. And what who you are is good enough. So I feel like just keeping those things close to me has allowed me to just keep going and to keep moving. Um, mm -hmm. Because of the growth, it never stops. You'll always yeah. be growing. There's always room for that. So why not do it, you know, with just just kind of, you know, just like, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to go for it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it does, then that is the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so, it's so inspiring because you really do with, when it comes to fear, we all have that choice, you know, and, mm -hmm. and it's not wrong or right. You know, if you're afraid yes. um, you, you can stay in that and, and it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's understandable. Um, but you do have that choice, you know, to yes. move through it. And if you don't make that choice, if you don't move through it, there, there is no opportunity for growth. But if you right. do, 
um, you know, the fear it's real, it's a real thing. And there, there definitely can be negative consequences to it, but it's still it, growth is growth, no matter what, you know, whether yes. it's, um, backwards or forwards, right? Exactly. So you've, I'm sure reaped the rewards of those choices a lot. It, it, it sure looks like you have. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying my best. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. Yeah. And speaking of affirmations, uh, Michael Gein from the Mighty Untouchables band too says he, he says, I loves me some David Simmons. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I love you too. Love you too. <laughs> Awesome. Well, it has been so great talking with you. I'm super inspired now. Oh, and, the feelings are um, so mutual. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I can't wait until we have you back with the band uh, to hang yeah. with us and make some music with us. In the meantime, I'm going to be checking out all your links, all of the singles, and looking forward to everything that you are creating and putting out there. You are one of a kind. I love that oh. you are. There is no other David Simmons Jr. like you. What you do is really, really beautiful. And I just appreciate you and want to acknowledge you for that. Oh, I thank you so, so, so much. And just this awesome platform that you have um, encouraging artists is, I mean, that's what it's about. So yeah. thanks for letting me be a part of this. Of course. Well, thank Thanks so much for joining us. If you love this conversation as much as I did and would like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with The Unstoppable Singer and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me on Instagram at Unstoppable Singer. And while you're there, please share this episode on your Instagram stories and tag me at Unstoppable Singer. Once again, I'm Danielle Tucker, a professional singer and vocal coach. I've spent the last 25 years crafting a successful career for myself in the music industry and showing other aspiring singers how to do the same. The world needs your voice now more than ever. So get out there and create an unstoppable career. Thanks so much for joining.